reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Now someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. And Jesus replied to him, Friend, who appointed me as your judge or your arbiter? Then he said to the crowd, Take care. To, to guard against greed in all of its forms. For though one may be rich, one's life does not consist of the things you possess. And then he told them a parable. There was a rich man who had a produced a bountiful harvest, and, and he said to himself, Now what shall I do, for I don't have space for my entire harvest. And he said, Oh, this is what I shall do. I shall tear down my barns and build larger ones. There I shall store all my grain and other goods, and I shall then say to myself, Now, as for you, you have so many good things stored up for so many years. Rest, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool. This night your life will be demanded of you. In all these things you have prepared, to whom will they now go? Thus will it be for those who store up treasures for themselves but are not rich in what matters to God. The Gospel of the Lord. Amen. But it's so hard not to store up riches for what the world tells us to hold on to. The, the Tenth Commandment, you shall not covet your neighbor's goods, stuff, possessions, honors, names, titles, degrees, all those things that seem to be passing away. And the reason we can't was because our entire economy is based on coveting. Our whole capitalist system says, I, I want what you have. In the movie, The Silence of the Lambs, uh, Hannibal Lecter, that monster, turns to Clarice and she, he says to her, what do you covet, Clarice? What do you covet? Of course, she doesn't know the answer. She says, you covet what you see. And, and what do we see? We see all kinds of people seeming to have things that uh, we don't always have. And so there is something in us that wants to covet. If you go into a little toy store and you see one little boy playing with one little toy and there are just all kinds of other toys around and another little child comes in and this one sees the first one and, and what does he want? He wants the toy that the one is playing with. It's in our DNA and I think we can't deal with it until we look at it so that's what we want to do today. So I've got a question not for the sisters but for everybody else and those of you at home. Did you, pay, did you play the lottery this week? <laughs> and, and, and I'm told that, that there was only one winner, and the winner is from Illinois. Is there anybody in this chapel today who won the lottery? Don't raise your hand. Because I can only promise you one thing. You will never have peace again. That... that, that, that that kind, uh, talk about people who are going to be coveting what you think you have, which is really passing away. Talk about the pain and the sorrow that that's going to bring to whoever unluckily actually won that this time. It's just too 
much. All of us covet. I really think it is a fallen part of our, our genes, our DNA. We see something and, and we, 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 we want it. Why? Because we all have dreams of the way things are supposed to be. I only went to one closing for a, a timeshare once. And it was just amazing because they weren't trying to sell me a timeshare. They're trying to sell me a dream. A dream of what, what could be out there in the future. You know, when people do play the lottery, what are they dreaming of? They're dreaming of all the things they can do with all of that money. And, 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 the, and the problem is that no matter how much it is, it's never going to be enough. There is something utterly insatiable in each and every one of us. And it seems somehow the more we get, the more we want. And the more we want, the more we try to get. Uh, to the point where, well, I, I, I used to give parish missions, and I once gave one at St. Isaac Jogues in Hinsdale. And, and, and I used to always have a stock line. The stock line is, who here has everything they need? Anybody who, does, who has more than they need or everything they need, raise your hand. And of course, no one ever raised their hands. They always need a little more. And I was told after it was over that in the fifth row, there was one of the Fortune 500's richest people in the United States. And he didn't raise his hand. Yeah, I don't care if you are Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk or, or Bill Gates. They, they still want more. Because it never really is enough. Where, where does that come from? And yet, and of course if anybody should know this, I think the incredible Franciscan sisters who run this beautiful, beautiful institute here know it. Money can be used for very good things. Money's neutral. Money yeah, you know, Pearl Barely used to say, I've been rich and I've been poor, and I found out that rich is a whole lot better. It's good insofar you use, as you use it for something good. Every week we pray that we use the ministry fund for something good, that we leverage it on behalf of those who do not have. And I, at that very same mission, I, and I have to tell you this, at the very same mission that I, I gave in Hinsdale, another fellow came up who did have enough, and he said, you know, Father, he says, I understand you're in a very poor parish down in Kankakee with a huge Hispanic immigrant community. He said, I want to bankroll a, a group of your children for, for your Catholic school down there. And, it was, and he did, all the way through eighth grade, all the way through. If the kid wanted to go to a Catholic school, and even if they just recently immigrated, and that literally transformed their lives. So it's good stuff. It's neutral, but can be used for great good. The problem is, and it is the problem, is not the money, it's the love of money. It's the clinging. And so both Jesus and Solomon are telling us today, don't cling. Wear whatever you have lightly, because it may be here today, but it will be gone tomorrow. And you may be here today, and it will be gone tomorrow. Those are the ephemeral things. And when you cling to the possessions, 
and you live for the possessions. And, and, and I don't think this is always conscious. I think there's a lot of unconsciousness here. Cling to the possessions, cling to the power, cling to the, 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 the honors, cling to whatever it is that we think we cannot live without, the, the things that we covet, the things that we see in others, the things that we are envious of, they begin to own us and possess us, and we're not always even aware of it. So we're warned today. We're warned by Koheleth, and, and many believe that Koheleth really is Solomon in his old age. You know, nobody was richer than Solomon, built this magnificent temple, had uh, the Queen of Sheba come to him for advice. He was supposed to be the wise one. At the end of his life, he looked pretty shabby. And, 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 and the Book of Wisdom has him saying a beautiful quote, as Sister Rosie said, vanity of vanities. It's all vanity. And the word for vanity in, 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 in Hebrew is habel. Habel is kind of like air or, or, or bubbles. It's here, it's gone. It, it, it doesn't last. It's ephemeral. It's, it's superficial. He said, all the things that we think we do and the things we think we need are utterly vain. You work your little rear end off, and who gets your inheritance? Your ne'er-do-well son-in-law. Huh? <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. It's all in vain. And through Jesus, he's going to echo the words of Solomon. And, and, and very interesting because he starts out with the son-in-laws. Because <laughs> the two son-in-laws come up and they say, Lord, tell my brother to give me what's mine. My, my share of the inheritance. Interesting response of Jesus. Not going to touch it. Not, not even going to go there. That's not, even, that's not in his wheelhouse to decide that ephemeral passing away thing. He says, who made me your judge or your arbiter? And then he goes on to say what he wants to say. And he's saying it to the crowd. So this is everybody, all of us who are here, those of you who are at home. We are to avoid greed in all its forms. For a person may be rich, but they will never be saved by their possessions. As a matter of fact, we begin to be possessed by our possessions. Now, there, there, there's a, an interesting reality here. And, and, and I think it's, it's hidden. And, and that's the relationship between what is called greed and the violence in the world that we are experiencing. And the violence I think we have always experienced in the world. There have been a whole bunch of interesting studies done on, on to why, on to what leads to violence, what leads to war, what leads to warring factions. Now, now one of the theories is that it's, it's usually a grievance, uh, a, a grievance between different ethnic groups or different economic groups. Uh, uh, some are saying that if, if, the, if, if the distance between those who have the one half of one percent or one quarter of one percent and those at the bottom gets any deeper they're going to be coming at you with their pitchforks because the grievance is that bad it's that strong and so that's one of the theories of war but there's another theory what i that i find very interesting because it's it's hidden we we don't always see it is that war is an absolute unadulterated consequence of greed 
violence is always going to follow some form of greed, of coveting, of wanting more and more and more. Right now we are going absolutely crazy over the number of mass murders that are going on all throughout our country. And, and we're looking for all kinds of, of, of things to blame. And, 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 of course, the first one that, that many politicians uh, want to blame are, 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 is mental illness. There's a lot of countries with mental illness. and They don't have the violence that we have. I, 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 they want to blame, and we can even blame it on the fact that we have these assault weapons. And that's really a legitimate blame. I mean, the one difference between everything else and all the reasons for the violence is, is the, that which makes it very easy. These are weapons of violence. But underneath that is what? the greed of the corporations that are actually targeting young people. And I saw a whole bunch of ads targeting young people, 18 years old, to be a man and to get these things. Why? It's very profitable. It's very, very profitable. And even our politicians who get up and say, oh, the cause is mental illness. Well, what causes them to say that? Uh, Steve Allen used to joke around with one of his senators. He says, he's the best senator that money can buy. Well, maybe we do have the best politicians that money can buy. And, and what is behind that? Greed. It's never enough. Never enough. You know, we went off to Afghanistan for the best of intentions after 9-11. We just never left. We never left. Well, why didn't we leave? Excuse me, there was a hidden hand somewhere that was doing quite well by that war. Thank you very much. Not a bad time to have stock in the purveyors of arms and armaments and instruments of war. It's greed. It's never, ever, ever, ever enough. And, and my own personal bailiwick, and you've heard me preach on this very, very many times because I, it's a conundrum that I do not quite know how to resolve. And the conundrum is this, our incredible polarization between those of us who wear blue t-shirts and those of us who wear red t-shirts. Uh, the conundrum is this, the incredible polarization between uh, uh, our own religious institutions who see things from very, very different lenses. Where in the world does this come from? Because here's what I deeply believe. Deeply believe. We're not all that different. But we're really not that different. Scratch below our ideological differences which seem insurmountable. Scratch below it. We all want the same thing. A little tranquility, a little peace, a little integrity, a whole lot of love. Relationships with the people that count. St. Paul tells us today that those are the things above. 
then why are we caught in the things below? I think we are caught in the things below because there is a great deal of greed. I think both the left and the right, the red and the blue, are being played. I think we're being played to go down our own individual rabbit hole till we see ourselves as all good and the other is all bad. And we, in never the twain shall meet, but somebody's making a whole lot of money off of that. Every time you've got an eyeball on your cable news network, you're making money on both sides of the spectrum. And so what are we called to do? Jesus said, avoid it. Paul says, look up. Look up. There's something that transcends our ideological differences and the greed that is causing us to be played against each other that makes us one with the other. And we had that whole list of the others that we had today in the second reading that said, yeah, you're all together. You're not that different. What do we called to dwell in? We're called to dwell and to live and move and have our being in the Christ, in the Lord, in love. We are to take the goods of the world and use them for good, but never ever to cling, never ever to covet. What do you covet, says Hannibal? You covet what you see. What are we called to see? We're called to see all around us in this magnificent creation. Sister Fran was showing me before Mass today some pictures that she's taken of our magnificent creation of a, a finch having a, a feast on a sunflower. We're called to see the divine in that and that God feeds the entire world, that there is enough for sufficiency. We're called to see the things that are above, not the things that are, are holding us down, that are keeping us enslaved. We're called to see the mercy and love of God everywhere. You want to covet? Covet that. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and everything. For our sufficiency, for our need, not for our greed, everything, everything will be given to us besides.